Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Tapes and Scouts time. Ooh, time to talk about movies. Ooh, four of them probably. Yeah, I think that's a good amount. Yeah, that's, that's the appropriate. You get to five, and it's like, hmm? We did six in the early runs. We did. We did. We were animals. We were. And now we're, we're not animals. Yeah, I agree. Animalistic, I say. Sure. How is everyone out there in listener land? Doing well? Wearing your mask? Wearing your mask? Over your nose? What? It goes over the nose now. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> wear your mask over your nose just wear your mask over your mouth too yeah yeah <laughs> just it's over my nose yeah can't see while i drive <laughs> oh. oh joe livingstone wears a mask okay yep <laughs> so we're gonna talk about some movies let's Ooh. do some movie reviews max would you like to go f- I, I love that i ask you this every time yeah i know and it's like now a staple of the podcast it is uh would you like to go first or would you like for me to go first i would like to hear you talk for a little while well all right then i shall uh it's time to get animated i see in a computer generated type of way well, i'm less interested now yeah me too okay however it's a CGI'd movie that's based off of an original animated movie. I see. It was a short. Uh-huh. It was also based off a book. Okay. We've really gone down a rabbit hole here. It is. Really interesting. The Lorax. Ooh. The Lorax from 2012. I watched this November 3rd of 2020. It's an hour 26. It's under the perfect it is. number. Uh, your genre animation adventure comedy directed by Chris Renald and uh, co-directed by Kyle Balada. Balada? Whatever. Have you seen this one? I have not. Okay. I hadn't either. That's why I was like, I could do this. And sometimes I need to just put on something my daughter can actually watch. Right. She almost always walks away and just does her own thing. She's, sure. She's like playing with knives in the kitchen. I'm right. like watching a children's show. Let's watch this together. Let's watch this together. Ugh. I last for about 10 minutes. And she's setting the chairs on fire. She's stabbing the dog. It's terrible. Uh, starring Danny DeVito, Zac Efron, and Taylor Swift. Movie summary. A 12-year-old boy searches for the one thing that will enable him to win the affection of the girl of his dreams. To find it, he must discover the story of the Lorax, the grumpy yet charming creature who fights to protect his world. It's weird. I thought everybody fought to protect their world. (laughs) You know what? Seeing the people with the masks... Oh. They don't even try to protect themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, this is uh, humanity's big uh, natural selection, really, is how I look at it. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll work itself out, and that's grim. As long as I'm the last one to go so I get to watch all the idiots die first, I won't complain. You'll be towards the end. Good. You, I've seen you cover your nose. I do. You're a pro. A yep. nose pro. Nose what pro. I say. Nose pro. Yep. Your bullet points, Ed Helms and Betty White are great in their roles. Uh, Betty White plays a grandmother. Nice. And Ed Helms is the one slur. How do you feel about Dr. Seuss in general? Um, I like Dr. Seuss. I do too. I am a fan. If you had to pick a favorite Dr. Seuss, whether it be book or the animated shorts, which a lot of people, I think, saw the shorts first because the Grinch is like a yeah. Christmas staple. Right. Uh, what would you say is probably your favorite? Not to not just to ham up what you're talking about. Ooh. It's this one. Oh. The, the original Lorax story is my favorite. It's super good. It's so good. It's so tragic. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, it's heartbreaking. Yes. Where you're just like, oh, my God. 
Like, this is horrible. And then, like, as you get older, it's worse. Yeah, when you realize all the undertones. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're wrong, Max. It's star-bellied sneeches. Those, that was the best part. Okay. There was also a butter battle book. That's way more fun than this. Oh, yeah. The, which, side of the, which side of the toast do you butter? <laughs> oh, my God. Silly. Also good. Um, but, you know, the Lorex is fantastic. Love and, it. And uh, this adaptation, I'm always worried when I sit down for something like this because I'm like, all right, you're expanding a short that was roughly 20 minutes, which was based off a book that was roughly 20 pages. Mm-hmm. So, like, how are you going to make a, a two hour, hour and a half, whatever movie of this? Pretty well done here. What they fill in is the background on the kid, the background on the town. Okay. Uh, the background on some of the pollution and the effects of the one slur and what happened. I mean, they give you all that like they did in the book and they expand on that and his family shows up and it's pretty good. But at the same time, it's like, we're going to really flesh this out for you, but we're not going to talk to you like you're an idiot. It, right. it was well done. Good. It was handled very, very well. Do you well. see the one slur? You see most of the one slur. I don't remember if you saw it. I think you do see his face at the end. Okay. Because there's forever just a shadowed figure with a hand that drops the truffula seed so out. So you see him pre-Wunsler. Okay. You see him as a man when he's before just- Before the corruption. Before the corruption. Oh, interesting. And after corruption, you don't see him until I think the end you see very little. You see like an outline of him. He's right. He's got a mustache and stuff. But you knew what he looked like as a young man. So yeah. it's not as jarring okay. or anything. Yeah. Very nice fleshing out of the book or, or the old cartoon. How's uh, Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito's great. Yeah? So Danny DeVito, because he's got the range to pull off the emotional stuff because he'll do some awful stuff yeah like and like there's a scene where he pretty much tries to drown the guy okay and it's i'm like this is dark yeah they added a lot of the animals that you see in the background of the book are okay. more prominent characters nice um but that's just to like have him interact with somebody besides the only other character yeah uh so devito will do some stuff and he's he's not like super smart but he knows all the the pollution issues and and destroying the world and the earth and uh he basically he basically has the range to really hammer home, like on a, on a switch. He'll just be like, what, "What do you? Why would you? How could you? Don't you realize?" And he'll really turn the emotion on, right? And that is what this needed because Devito pretty much looks like the damn Lorax. That's when they announced they cast him. I'm just like, this is not a live action feature. Everyone, you don't have to cast the shortest man alive to be the Lorax. <laughs> you paint him orange. Yeah, you're there. Right, exactly. You're there. He's, he's hairy enough. He is. He's great. Um, but yeah, he was he was very good in this. And uh, Zac Efron's pretty good. Taylor Swift are pretty good. They're characters. Zac Efron's the boy, and Taylor Swift is the girl he, that he likes. Sure. And the basic premise, the whole reason, like, they never explain in the book why the boy happened upon him. In this one, the basic story is the girl dreams of actually having a real tree and not a fake tree. Oh, interesting. everything's fake. Yeah. Um, they sell bottled air. Like, there's this whole other background okay. that they build up. She wants to see a real tree. She dreams of it. And he gets word that there might be a way to do that beyond the wall of the city, which no one's allowed to go out. Huh. So he ha- that's how he try- he's trying to get the tree to impress a girl. Right. Which is enough of a story to get you to where you're everything right. else is. It gets him walking, right? It's a MacGuffin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie to introduce to younger viewers of the world of Dr. Seuss and just, you know, bigger topics. Absolutely. It's a very good story, so I enjoyed it. Your IMDb score is a 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomato Critics, 54% out of 154 critics. Audience score, 63% out of 156,000 people. And I gave it a 7.0. Wow. I really thought it was a good movie. It did more than it had really had to do. Nice. And it presented the original book and its premise. Awesome. So it was a good good adaptation. I like that. 
I like you. Good, because I got an animated movie. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, man, this is exciting. Well, this is traditional hand animation. Oh. We're talking about 1994. All right. The Lion King. Ooh, we're talking about a good animation. We are, we are. We're coming off uh, me watching the remake beforehand, mm-hmm. and now I'm on the uh, the real, the OG. OG, old school. As it was. Um, I watched this in June of 2020. It is one hour and 29 minutes. Okay. It is a family musical animated film. It's directed by Rob Minkoff and Roger Allers, starring... A million people. So many people. James Earl Jones, Jeremy Irons, Maura Kelly, Matthew Broderick, JTT is in this. I mean... He's dreamy. Oh, my goodness. What, oh my what perfect goodness. casting at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, the biggest teen heartthrob. Right. Exactly. It was just kind of perfect. Nathan Lane's in here. Like, the cast is just so good. Whoopi Goldberg is a hyena. She's really good in this. She is, yeah. Super good. Um, your movie summary, if you're unfamiliar, Lion Prince Simba and his father are targeted by his bitter uncle who wants to ascend to the throne himself uh my thoughts on the movie if you're not aware this is hamlet right with lions um but the voice cast is incredible as i've just alluded to the sequences are all really well handled i think this movie's kind of broken up into a couple key parts and they're all really well done the music's great elton john did the soundtrack for this film and just completely blew the roof off i think for this one really enjoyed it everything's really elegantly handled and i feel like what really kind of typifies this one is it's one of the more memorable yeah. movies. Like you had Aladdin where people were kind of like in the nineties were like, Oh, maybe Disney's not like horrendous pile of crap. Right. And then the Lion King kind of rejuvenated and kicked life back into Disney yeah. in the early nineties. So it's just, I mean, super well done. I like it from top to bottom. It is a ton of fun. I quote this movie all the time. I mean, yeah, it's one of those ones where there's just so many quotes. I mean, Hakuna Matata Matata is just... I don't believe you. You don't quote it all the time. Not all the time. (laughs) But it is a regular... It's a regular in quote rotation because there's just so many goofy, weird, oddball quotes from this movie. I mean, Timon and Pumbaa alone. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous. Clearly Savannah after every meal. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so good. IMDb, 8.5 out of 10 for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 129 critics. You want to guess what the critics think of this one? 129. I'm going to say 92. Very close. 93. Nice. You came up with like nearly perfect Price is Right guess there. Do, 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 do. Audience, 1,269,333. Would you like to guess their... I, w- I want to believe it's higher, but I'm going to say like 88. 93. Ooh. So 93, 93. Nice. Yeah, pretty awesome. I give this a 9 out of 10. Yeah, that's right. It's I mean, so I haven't watched good. this in a long time, but that feels correct. To me. Yeah, it's so good. And then this is in your top three, right? This is in my top three. And number two? <sighs> it's a tough one. It's Does it rotate? It's It rotates a little bit. I feel like um, ones that are in there, it's probably a solid number two most of the time, but I know your favorite is probably my number three most of the time, my default right. go-to, which is Disney's Robin Hood. It's so good. Also up there is the OG Fantasia. Oh, yeah. Love Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. I think people underestimate how good that is. Black Cauldron's really high on that oh, list. Black Cauldron, great. Like, there's a bunch that are... I'm like, I like some of the oddball ones, though. Great I Mouse also Detective. Do. I know that's oh, Dan's yeah. favorite. That one's really good. That one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
I bet if I rewatch that again, it would go higher on my top ten. Maybe That's one good. day we'll do a Disney special. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It could happen. People write in, we'd do anything, really. Really, if they just would go to Apple Podcasts, I'd do pretty much anything. If they rate and the review was, this podcast is great, except they haven't done whatever it is, we'd probably do it. We probably would. I understand it's hard to go on the internet you're already on and do a thing. I don't want to do it either. No, it's a pain. It's in hard the enough butt. to get people to leave you a comment on YouTube or something when they're already on the damn video. Yeah, I get it, people. I'm like you. I watch YouTube videos and don't hit the bell or anything. I right. get it. But uh, just this once, please. Step it up. Yeah, I believe Step it you. up. Step up. Is that your next movie? No. Nope. <laughs> well, here we go with my second movie. The only one that's not animated this episode. That's right. Ooh. Well. I wish this was animated. That'd be kind of fun. Okay. Uh, no one. This movie oh. is from 2015. It is called Cop Car. Cop Car. Cop Car. Cop Car. Cop Car. Okay. Starring... Wow, I skipped so many things. Okay. I watched this on... <laughs> We've been drinking. I watched this on November 3rd, 2020. Uh, this was a double feature with the Lorax. The Lorax and Cop Car. Yep, they go hand in hand. Your and daughter it... did do some serious shit. Cop yeah. Car's involved now. Cop Car's involved. <laughs> I needed the knife puppy yeah. at your house that day. Yeah, it was. One hour, 28 minutes. Your genre, crime thriller. Directed by John Watts. Oh. Yep. Okay. Starring Kevin Bacon. I've heard of him. I love Kevin Bacon. I don't know if you know that about me. I don't know that I about you. I generally love Kevin Bacon. Do you remember, this is slightly on a tangent, but do you mm-hmm. remember that Logitech commercial he did where he was a guy who was dressed up and he loved Kevin Bacon? Oh, I I do remember that. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And he's like, if my wife keeps telling me if I watch more Kevin Bacon movies, I'm going to become Kevin Bacon. And then he like crosses his fingers. Right. That commercial is brilliant. He's so good. Man. Yeah. He's he's a, a top actor for me just because he really can play a good guy, a bad guy. Oh, scumbag. yeah. Scumbag. He just goes the whole round. <sighs> yeah. So I enjoy that. Um, also starring James Friedson Jackson and Hayes Welford. Hmm. They're two kids, I believe. Okay. Your IMDb summary, a small town sheriff sets out to find the two kids who have taken his car on a joyride. Oh, nice. So your basic idea of this movie is you start with these kids. First of all, the opening line of this movie had me cracking up because who starts a movie like this? It's kids walking through a field like they're going cutting across a farm. Right. And they're just like ass, tits, pussy. Balls. And they're just saying like every, and then the one will say it and the other one will repeat it back. I'm like, what are they doing? And I guess what they're, they're essentially doing is just humanizing. These are just some kids doing dumb kid shit. Yeah. And they happen upon this car that is out in the kind of farm woods area. Right. And, uh, they're just like, it's a cop car. And they're just like, what is this car doing here? And they look around, no one's around. They're like, oh, I dare you to go run up and touch it. Okay. Oh, right. It's just kid stuff. And this is one of the most. It gives you such anxiety because you don't know why the cop car is there. Right. Where is this cop? He hasn't come back in about 20 minutes of these kids being scared of this car just sitting out here. Right. Eventually, they get in the car and they they start driving the car. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to drive. So it's a whole thing of, oh, God, what is going to happen from here? Right. Then you figure out it's Kevin Bacon. He is the sheriff. It is his car. The thing you don't see coming is Kevin Bacon is kind of a shitbag. Interesting. So... Very early after this, they will reveal to you that the reason Kevin Bacon isn't at his car for that long is because mm-hmm. he has murdered somebody and is dragging their body to a place to dispose of it. Oh, neat. He's dropping it down like this old well kind of area. Oh, that's cool. And when he goes back, he goes, oh, my God, where's the car? 
Also, huh. he is sporting an insane mustache in this movie. Yeah, I see the poster. I wanted to look up to make sure I was correct about John Watts. Uh-huh. I was. What did he do? What uh, else? Spider-Man, Ooh. Homecoming, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Oh, yeah. that, that John Watts. Yeah, primed apparently to be doing Fantastic Four, according to the internet Ooh, news. Yeah. That'll be good. Give me give me some doom, make him flawed, build him up for God doom later, yep. Emperor Doom. Let's and he did do, do a clip in our RoboCop remake, which I don't know if you saw. It's I mean, just, I... Own it because I own all the Robocops. Yeah. It is still shrink wrapped, and I just don't feel brave enough to do that. Oh my goodness, you need to watch it. The remake? No, not the not the Robocop remake. Our Robocop remake. Oh, that. Yes. Okay. Which is all the like where they reimagined the whole movie, but every like groups of different filmmakers got a different scene to do. I have heard of that one. Okay, no, yeah. I haven't seen that one. I will get on that. Though. Also great. Okay. I'm probably greater than the remake, I'm sure. I would, I wouldn't I'm watch mad. the remake for the same reason you have a I just wrapped. don't know if I want no. to. I mean, it might be fine. I love RoboCop. I know. <laughs> it's a top 10 for me. So good. That is a top 10 movie, no it's, doubt. I don't even have to think about it. It's so good. But anyways, Kevin Bacon has an awesome mustache, and you you slowly realize, you're like, okay, and this is, you don't know what time frame it is. This could just be like small town, but sure. it feels kind of 80s, kind of 90s, um, but he, he manages to convince all the other cops he has his radio he's able to convince them that everything's fine and he he gets them to not look for the car and he's gonna he's trying to steal a car so he can go get the car like he's doing all the shady underhanded shit to try to get his car back because he's already shady and underhanded right it's pretty great the kids aren't very likable (laughs) they're very dumb they're little kids they're little kids they go so far though and you're just like oh my god this movie is kind of interesting it's very creative it's a very cool idea but the movie's a little long and it drags and it's not as good as a kevin bacon movie should be in my opinion wow you're talking up i know i know i have to because it's such a creative thing but then it's kind of like all right you got me all excited i know stole the cop car out from under me i i did because i'd say the first half of this movie is great and the second half Mm, damn i know that's why we do this, though. Yep. Uh, the kids create a huge amount of tension throughout the movie. It is nice to see Bacon as a bad guy. I feel like he he's more good than bad, typically. I agree. Uh, not overly creative or accomplishes much, even with fine performances. Hmm. So it's like, hey, you did what I told you to do very well. Right. I didn't tell you to do anything too amazing, though. IMDb gave this a 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, 86 of them gave this 80%. Okay. Surprised me a little. The audience, 7,000 and change, 53%. Okay. I'm under all of them. Oh, boy. I gave it a 5.0. Okay. It's definitely one of those movies you're on the fence about. You're either going to love it or hate it or just kind of be there like I was. Right, which is the worst place for a movie to be, I think, is where you're just kind of like, damn. Yeah, if it's so bad you remember it, you can like enjoy it, right? Like a Plan Nine from Outer Space or exactly. a Birdemic, you can be like, ah. <laughs> yeah, Birdemic, <laughs> and uh, all the shoutouts. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can laugh at it and be like, that was a terrible pile of crap. Yep, I enjoyed that. Or this is legitimately a phenomenal piece of cinema. I enjoyed it, but yep. the just being in the world of like, I oh right, yeah, I think I saw that movie mm-hmm. is like oh the one man. with the mustache. Yeah. That's what you're gonna remember. Yep, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, so back to animated. Animate me, Max. 1998. Okay. Direct to Disney Video. Ooh. The Lion King 2. Oh. Simba's Pride. He is a prideful lion. I watched this in June of 2020. Mm-hmm. It is one hour and 22 minutes long. That's not bad. It is a genre of family animated musical. Yeah. Uh, directed by Daryl Rooney. Starring Nev Campbell, Matthew Broderick, Suzanne Plachette, people from the first one. Yeah. New people. 
Ooh, new, they let new, new people, people on? New people. Wow. Yeah. Some new people, some old people, things you love, things you hopefully will love. Mm. You know. They did a lot of string of these straight-to-video releases. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, this one is about Simba's daughter is the key to a resolution of a bitter feud between Simba's pride and an outcast pride led by the mate of Scar. Ah, yes. Hamlet 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's like, okay, so this worked. And this is kind of what, there's a lot of things that don't quite work for this sequel. Sorry, Sam. Um, Hi, Sam. I never know what to say to you now that it's not uh, <laughs> not April. It's not April anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hi. Yeah, she really, really likes this movie. Okay. Um, That's part of why we watched, we watched the live action one. And they're like, let's go back and revisit, you know, the first one and the second one. She's like, have you seen the second one? I was like, I think I watched part of it when I was a kid. And going back to this one, it's just not quite like they already like Hamlet worked and it worked because we cared about the characters. This one, you don't really care about the characters as much because it feels a little rehashed. Mm -hmm. The animation isn't quite as good because it's a direct to video. Right. The music's surprisingly pretty decent. There's a few numbers in here that were pretty catchy and memorable. Anybody known to work on that? Uh, on the song stuff, Suzanne Plachette does some singing. She okay. does a whole musical number about Scar, which is actually pretty darn good. Yeah. Cool. Um, so there's some good stuff in here. I think it's just as a follow-up, across the board, it felt like it was a letdown and Disney kind of knew it. And they're like, we don't mm. want to invest any money in it, which is crazy because we just talked about that kind of, The Lion King 1 redeemed the studio. Huge. Yeah. It was huge. It was a huge deal. It was one of the first things that they ever released to Broadway. Like, it was just a right. thing that they were really all about and seemed to really back their that horse or lion. And they didn't in this case, which feels really bizarre. Like, there's just, we're going to go to this direct video model and the movie feels like it could have had the, you know I mean, had it been worked a little harder, it could have gone to theatrical Right. It just feels like they didn't want to try as hard, and it just kind of felt like a bit of a letdown. Yeah, they really wanted to just crank out VHS tapes at the time. Yes. It really felt like a cash grab thing. It, agreed. And, like, this movie kind of suffers a little bit from that, and I think if I watch them back-to-back, you can clearly see, like, this one doesn't look quite as good. Right. Even if you're not a big animation nerd, you can st- still see, like, this one's just not quite as well done. All, just all of the animation that was straight to video was just so much less. Quick, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, probably on the twos, or if not the... F- threes like mm. it's pretty bad the, some of it the stories aren't all bad but mm. the no animation's a little rough yeah the music in this like i said was good that you I mean just felt like somebody took the lion king and kind of muted the colors a little bit kind of made the animation not as sharp and not as deep and just it didn't quite work as well and it kind of feels like it permeates through the whole movie just kind of the the story they picked felt a little bit more forced like everything was just off not bad but just off when you're comparing to such a good movie as the original lion king right imdb gives it a 6.5 out of 10 compared to the 8.5 of the original okay rotten tomatoes critics 13 critics went back and reviewed this to a paltry 62 percent again versus 93 for the first one interesting audience 438,652 of them 60 percent it's coming lower than the critics kind of definitive there yeah again the audience on the previous 93 percent so that's down over a third from their previous their previous score i'm kind of yeah in line with all this six out of ten for me not like you're not going to enjoy it. There's good songs. There's characters that are underdeveloped, but pretty interesting. You know what I mean? Like there's some stuff that doesn't work, but it hits more than it misses. Well, Sam would probably give it an eight. So we'll just average it up to a seven. Uh, she may say? even give it higher. I wouldn't be surprised. She wow. loves the Lion King do. We'll have to ask her next time she's around. Yeah. Wrong Sam though. Sorry. Ooh. Hi, Sam. I don't, I don't know when to say hi to you anymore. Oh wait. we're le- Bye, Sam. The episode's over. <laughs> 